the Random Tea Gotham Podcast. I'm Queen. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 5 of Gotham, which is Viper. Viper. Yeah. I don't know why. That's just... I don't, this name is just kind of weird. Yeah. Viper. We, we see where it kind of leads into Well, it, it works cool. with the episode. It's yeah. really kind of interesting. Um, there were two Vipers in in canon mm-hmm. in the comics uh but one of them is from earth x so that would be a real stretch to see it on gotham because that's like post is that their weird alternate universe um, kind of thing yeah i don't even know what that is um the other one is philip russell who was a time traveling bank robber that fought the flash well yeah but um in this episode the reference of viper seems to just be to the drug okay which uh yeah we, uh, we had a lady writer on this one. Yes, we did. Rebecca Perry Cutter. Because I liked this episode so much, I actually went to see who wrote it to see yeah. what other episodes she wrote. Yeah. And she didn't. Yeah. She is a co-producer, though. Yeah, I did notice that. She's she's in the, on the production on, staff. So. On 21 of the 22 episodes, for some reason. Yeah, a, a lot. They brought in different producer, t- not, not different like new, but... Um, because Bruno Heller is the creator, they brought in some additional producers after the first episode. Yeah, I can see that. The pilot, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of people would put stuff in on the pilot, and they go, eh, I'm done. Yeah. And creative differences and all that stuff. But yeah, I wanted to know what other episodes she wrote, because I really liked this episode. I do. I Again, because we're finally, we're taking, the Arkham was good, mm-hmm. and we're, we're building on that, as opposed to, we had the, Pilot episode was okay. Selena was was a little. Selena was better than the pilot, but then the third one was worse than the pilot. And then Arkham up brought it up a notch. Yeah. And then Viper, of course, by notch, it's terms relative because you know <laughs> it was awesome. it was I it was there was Arkham and then now Viper and it's now it's I feel like we're building on this world yeah. and it's getting better. Yeah, we're starting to get something here. Mm-hmm. Um. So to, just to get into the recap. Um, Bruce is making a crime wall. Previous, no, well, previously on, oh, there's God. a war coming. Is there a war coming? I'm not I sure. I haven't gotten that yet. I, not only did I not see it in the, in the pilot episode, but I've been reminded of it 4,000 times. I'll I be just, very interested to see when that stops. Yeah. Because I don't remember it continuing through the entire season. I hope not. Or maybe I just blocked it out. God, no. No. All right, so yes, he has a crime board. And I'm, I'm, he's very, it's going to be a big one, too. It's like an entire wall. It's huge. I mean, the, I want, uh, that cork board mm-hmm. was like six foot by nine feet. Yeah, that thing was massive. I want one. Bruce ain't playing. I want one. Maybe when you're in the night, you can. But I have the t-shirt. You do have the t-shirt. I'm very proud of you having the t-shirt. Okay. Um. So, yeah, and Alfred tries to dissuade him from his investigation. He tries to get him. Like, he's trying to get him out of the house. Yeah. Let's go for a walk. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. uh, Alfred, that's like emo kid rule number one. You're Don't not going to get leave. him outside. No, you're not. It's just What's up with that? He just doesn't know. Um, so, Bruce wants to know how two mob families managed to get in on such a big piece of development um, that was championed by his parents, which, you know, I want to know that too, Bruce. That's a good <laughs> question. Yeah, it's almost like he's the audience at this point. Yeah. In a, in a way. Like, how the heck did this happen? Sure. Um, because inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. And, um, so we get, we get the little scene there and Alfred just doesn't, he just seems, he is not listening. No, no, no. He's like, yeah, Alfred, I'll go for a walk, whatever. Sure. Fine. Yeah. Later. Leave me alone. Go away. (laughs) So 
uh, we, we move on, and uh, Maroney wants to rob one of Falcone's casinos to send a message. And it, he's making it kind of sound like he just wants to do it for fun. He just wants to, to fuck with him. Yeah, and, and his little henchman guy makes kind of makes it sound like it's not doable. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the differences between Falcone and Maroney. Right. Because Falcone's running a business. Yes. Maroney's looking for power. Yeah. He wants the empire thing. Yeah, he wants the prestige. He wants yeah. to be on top. He wants to be number one. Uh, but yeah, his um, his little henchman here, lieutenant yeah. here, is telling him, "We can't do it." You, you mean it's it's Falcone's Casino, which yeah. that's a thing. Falcone's Casino is a big thing in, in okay. Can. It's okay. his place where he it's where he launders all his money. Yeah, it's a freaking casino. A ca- casino. It's a casino. Mm-hmm. Casino. That's what you do with casinos when you're a mobster. Yeah, and so uh, Penguin is completely nonchalantly polishing a glass hey. in the background. Just Guinea. totally subtle. I want to. Just uh, effortless. Sure, sure. <laughs> he's totally listening to everything they're saying. That he's not supposed to be doing. No, no, he's not. Uh, once again, he failed to remember his lesson of <laughs> stop listening to everything the mobsters say. But that's what Ping- That's how Penguin knows things, he's though. He's so not subtle about no, it. No, he's not. And it, I'm sure it doesn't help that the camera is, like, zero in <laughs> on his face. wonder why that is. Yeah. How much are they paying him? <laughs> so, uh, so we move on, and there's this guy on the street, and uh, he's playing guitar for drug money because he's, he's being honest about it. No, oh, sure. And he is given uh, this green vial of something. Yes, and it's green. And it says you green. You said it was green. It. Yes. And I'm going to tell and you. And it's got on the other side, it's got the little double snake thingy. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, I freaked the fuck out when this happened, when it originally aired. I probably sent you a very shouty text <laughs> that was like, holy shit, this is the Mad Hatter. You did. I thought for sure we were going to get some Mad Hatter action you did. because of the Breathe Me. It kind of you did. It is kind of a nod to it, though. I hope we get. I hope we do get the Mad Hatter at some point. But um, the thing is, as as and I'm, I don't know why I keep avoiding talking about it. But the Viper drug is the precursor to the Venom. Yes, which and they, and is they what do Bane uses. Say that later. They do, and uh, and as we all know, Venom is what Bane uses, and it's green, which mm-hmm. the Venom has always been. Um, shown as being green. I went and did some searches. Okay. Yeah, it actually is green. So sure that it is what it is. Um, but in the, I think, in the final iteration with Bane, um, the venom it is an, an inhalant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, it's it is it's a big nod yeah, to Bane, venom as opposed to the mad. Yeah, you really yeah. you did. I remember. I freaked the fuck out because I was really excited because I mm-hmm. love the mad hat. Because when we were watching it, we didn't realize that it was the precursor to Venom until yeah. later when they did mention it. And I think I was in denial the whole rest of the episode. I was like, yeah, it's the Mad Hatter. It can be the Mad Hatter. But it's a great nod to him. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll get... In a really roundabout way, as opposed to bashing it over your head... That's true. ...that they've done in the past. That's true. Whether it was an intentional or not. Yeah. It was really good. And uh, so this guy, like a dumbass, he just inhales the thing... I'm like... You're sitting there and you're like, don't do the thing. And he did the thing. Do you know what his shirt says over and over on it? What? Don't. Seriously? He's wearing a black he's wearing a black shirt and in white print all over it. Repeatedly it says don't, 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 don't. Dumbass. Dumbass. <laughs> so uh he proceeds to look super crazy. Yes. Uh he, he does the thing. He goes through some kind of a transformation or whatever, and he goes to this convenience store in search of milk. Oh my God, that is so gross. Yeah. I, would, I know you're just hate. Like, and he's chugging it, and I'm like going, mm. 
disgusting. And he eats lots and lots and lots of milk. Apparently so. And it, it turns out he's like crazy strong. And he fights off the owner who tries to stop him from, like, you know, just tearing through his milk supply. Well, he busts the baseball bat in half. Yeah. Not even over his knee. Just no, just half. snaps it. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, and so we move on to um, what is a super cute thing. And Harvey is taking Jim to lunch at this food truck. There's a lot of street vendors in this town. Yes. And a burger sounds really good. And, oh, God, that burger sounded awesome. And there was a small smile on Gordon's face. I, I've got a note. This is Jim actually smiles. Yes. So we have now Jim has shown two emotions. Ooh. Not together. Okay. So he's angry with Barb, but he smiles at Bullock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just making sure we're clear with that. Okay. Yeah. All, yeah. Right, all right. So. Uh, but they're palling around. Yeah. And they're not so, working a case. So nice. Yeah. It was light. It, was, it made me feel good. Yeah. Where Harvey's like, I'm going to show you the best burger in town. Yeah. You're going to have to eat it like this. Well, there's a line behind him, so apparently he still doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and, and Gordon's like, I don't want pickles. And he's like, no, man, you got to trust me on the pickles. And he's like, okay, all right, He's like, pickles. okay. So I, was, I loved this. Yes. This was really good. There was some partner bonding. I know. Finally. Um, and so Selena comes in to fuck it up. And well, she's freaking stalking him. I know. She stalks everybody. There, I don't think there's a main character <laughs> that she isn't stalking at it's this It's true. Point. Um, and so she literally stalks in like a cat in case she still hadn't remembered who this is. Um, and I thought it was really cute at first. I did. At first. Now it's getting a little old. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so Jim spots her trying to lift a wallet. Which was really brave of her to do. Right there. Right there. Yeah. I think it was a cocky move that the guy just happened to be standing there and yeah. it's what she does. Yeah. Because we, we did see she got real cocky in the pilot. Yeah. And then she was like, oh shit, they're chasing me. And then right. she ran. Yeah. I think she's just being cocky, which is part of her character. Yeah. And so um, I'm actually surprised Jim didn't try to chase her. Uh, but he does end up throwing his lunch down, which is horrible. It was such a waste. Oh, I know. And Bullock's, and Bullock was dying. I know. Bullock's like, fuck you, I'm going to keep... Uh, well, he kept this lunch, but lunch, lunch is very important to Bullock. I feel him on that. I feel Bullock. But, but lunch. I know. Lunch. And then Jim hears lunch. Uh, an alarm, and Bullock's like, basically like, don't fucking do it. And Jim's like, nope, we're going to go investigate. And they uh, they go into this bodega that, um, that we saw earlier, and um, the owner... Uh, tells them the guy stole the entire ATM by himself. Barehanded. Barehanded. They're like, well, do you describe the vehicle? The like, ta-? Yeah. He's like, no, no, you don't understand. Yeah. And at this point, Bullock apparently seems interested. Yeah. Bullock's like, all right. Well, I'm, I'm assuming he's eaten his, his burger on the way in. <laughs> so at least his tummy's full. Mm-hmm. So Jim needs to keep this in mind that it's like, I've got that's yeah, true. Feed him and then try to get pastries, him to yeah. pastries and coffee. <laughs> um, so we go back to uh, Fish's Club, and Liza is being taught an aria uh, by Fish, and she's being bitchy about it. And Fish just slaps the board right out of her. She sure does. Um, because she's like, oh, um, is that exciting? <laughs> and she, they, they're listening to it on a tape player. Yes. Not a, a CD. A big old boombox. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did want to point out that there was some grumblings about that Liza could possibly be a character by the name of Black Canary. 
due to what she was wearing in the Arkham episode. She was wearing the black with the the black tights with the fishnet kind of looking things and so that she kind of looked like black canary Mm. but black canary is generally a good guy yeah and liza's not so liza seems very apathetic in a lot of ways she really does the only reason i honestly think they went with liza as her name was eliza doolittle yeah that could be it she's kind of like molding her into her own and she's played by Mackenzie Lee. Okay. And she's really hasn't done anything. This is really her first big role. I think she did a decent job with Liza. I think she did too. Yeah. Uh, she as much as we know about Liza. Yeah, because we, we don't at this point at this know point know really anything uh, other than she'll she'll beat a, a girl up to get a job. Right. Yeah. I I don't know. I think I think the costume just happened to be it was happenstance. I don't yeah. know that that was actually probably not. Yeah. Um, so we move on to uh, Essen, Harvey, and Jim, and they're watching the security footage from the store. Okay, so if Bullock and Gordon are homicide, mm-hmm. why are they working a robbery case? Why did they not hand it off to somebody else? Because Jim is physically incapable of handing off a case. It's a slow murder day. Maybe. In Gotham. Maybe. Okay, just, was it just me? That had a problem that they were working a robbery. Yeah, at this point. And I'm not even not with it. well. And at this point, it's not even a big. Well, I guess stealing an ATM barehanded is kind of a big deal. But wouldn't that be a major crime unit? No, they don't. They only go talk to people in their cars and accuse Jim of that. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I forgot. They're the, they're the Jim Gordon unit. The JGU. <laughs> All right. Just wanted to. I was just curious. Um, and so they find the uh, empty drug well, vial in the guy's guitar case. Right, and Bullock's all with this yeah. at this point. He's yeah. interested. It's interesting. Yeah. Which this is so not per his character. But think about it. Like, he's really resistant when it's going against the Gotham status quo. That's true. And this isn't like not going necessarily against officials or the mob. This or is just like a routine. Yeah, so bad things happen kind of thing. Yeah, I could see him being interested. Yeah, in it's this. just really. But his path of least resistance mm-hmm. is not this. Yeah. So it was just, I thought that was a really strange shift in his character. It could just be that Jim is forcing him to be a cop again. But he's not whining about it. That's true. Which Bullet generally does. I'm saying a there's a tummy. big, that's true. He does he have a, a full, full tummy. tummy. That's true. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So they find this uh, empty drug vial in the guy's case and they say that Nigma is analyzing it. Okay. So I'm like, right away, I'm like, ooh, Yo, I Nygma. Hope we get to see Nigma. Um, so we move on to Falcone's meeting with Fish and um, what are presumably his other lieutenants. Right, in this big, war- in empty this big warehouse. warehouse looking place. Um, and everything is like wet and hosed down. Mm-hmm. And apparently, before you do anything in Gotham, the streets have to be wet. Sure. So, yeah, I just thought that was. Okay. I mean, aesthetically, it looks really cool. but um, And one of his lieutenants, Nikolai, complains about the Arkham deal. Right, and the only connection I could find with this guy uh, could be possibly the Odessa mob, which mm-hmm. is a mob in the canon okay. in Gotham. It's, it's the Russian mob. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of that, that he would, who he is. Okay. Um, and Fish defends Falcone against him. Really, really quickly, too. Yes. I mean, and she's... Very overtly. Oh, yeah, a lot. They get up in each other's faces, and he makes a comment about women from his country, and she... You know, talks about his country and... So oh, yeah. Like, There's a lot of back and forth between yeah. these two. And basically, Falcone's like, calm down, kids. Shut the fuck up. Um, and we move on, and we get, a like, a mini cop work montage. 
Yeah, we do. And Bullock doesn't have a go-to person to locate this guy. I know. I'm very surprised. He must be slipping. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's again, it's his, it's like Bullock's character did a, a 360 yeah. in this episode where he was borderline bad cop, borderline dirty cop all along yeah. up until this episode. He's been pretty consistent up until this one. Yeah, he's now, like doing police work. And, and he's, he's playing along. And uh, it's nice to see them working together. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. But the change in his character... You think it was too abrupt? It was a. It was like one episode to the next. I took it to just be. This isn't like. Maybe there's a with the system, so he's okay. That's a possibility. I didn't think about that, and maybe there's a time gap, and maybe they've gotten to know each other a yeah, little better. Yeah, But I would like to have seen that. It just really felt like a switch has been flipped. Yeah. Um, in Bullock, but Gordon also lies to him. Yeah, he does. Um, and they're going around, and they're um, they're showing this guy's picture. Um, and this one hooker knows, uh, knows him and... Oh, that's right. And she lies, that's where he's lying about. Yeah. And he, he, like, really easily, too. He's like, oh, no. Because she's like, why are you looking for him? And he's like, oh, he just got an inheritance. And he gives Bullock the significant look. Like, go with this. And he just goes right on with it. Of course, he, he blows it up five times bigger than whatever, but, uh, it was crazy. But I got the idea that, like, Jim is learning. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so she tells him uh, where they can find this guy, and they find him in another warehouse, and he's surrounded and by milk cartons. Jim uh, uh, bribes her. Yeah, he does. And he and he um, he negotiates. She wants twenty, and he's like, "You can have 10. In ten. Yeah. yeah. So oh. there, it's there. It's almost like there was an episode missing. Yeah, where they had some kind of progression that we didn't see. Yeah, we we jumped from them being forced to work together to being them like actual partners. being buddies. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was, it was a little abrupt, but you know, whatever it, it worked. And so, uh, this guy, they find this guy and, um, he tells them that a guy with a mangled ear gave him the drug. Did you notice the mangled ear? I did not. I didn't either until he said something. And no. even in the rewatch, I just, I it wasn't enough. It. Yeah. I didn't really notice it yeah. the second time I went there. I was like, oh yeah. That guy with a mangled ear. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Um, and so he, the guy freaks out and he proceeds to die right in front of them. He goes to pick up the ATM, uh, to presumably throw it at them and his bones break right out from under him. It was so, I mean, it's, it's terrible. The the man died. I can tell. It was, it was comic booky. Yeah. It was weird angles and almost like a roadrunner. Yeah. Yeah, you um, kind of like that, like the acne safe on Yeah, top and the way the angles his bones and you go squish. Yeah, yeah, the crack, 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 squish. And, and Bullock had nothing to sassy to say about this. He no, usually he had some snappy something to say, and he's just standing there like, whoa. Yeah, he's usually got a one-liner or something. Yeah, but I'm, am, again, I'm really glad to see them on the same side for once. Yeah. Um, and so out on the street that night... This, this weird guy that we saw before is handing out vials of stuff mm-hmm. to literally anyone who will take it. Yeah, he's obviously, he's introducing a new drug. Yeah, including Jim's new hooker friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we move on, and um, Alfred is super not impressed with Bruce's appropriation of the study. Is it, I was like, Bruce fell asleep in the den, family room, whatever. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what the hell room this is. It's the only room we ever see. Yeah, that's so yeah it's one room he eats in there he sleeps in there and he's making a bat cave (laughs) because you notice the curtains are drawn it's dark in there yeah yeah um 
it's just I don't know. I just, and, and and Alfred is like it's a mess. Yeah. And he is not now. Alfred cannot be looking after Bruce and this whole house all by himself. A butler runs a household. Yeah. There's there's got to be other. There's staff. got to be other help there. Yeah. But we just probably don't see him. Yeah. That and we only see. I was one like, room poor Alfred. House. He's all times. No, he's not. He can't be. There's no way he's doing all of that. It's he, probably like, don't go in the study with Master Bruce. I'll take care of. Yeah, him. that's that's Alfred's job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. About it's that. Alfred's house now, basically, it is. because since he's the guardian. And um, he wants Bruce to go to this luncheon the next day that Wayne Enterprises is having. Lunch um, is very important. Yes. Oh, sorry. I think he just wants Bruce to eat. Uh, well, he wants him out of the house. Yeah, he's like, "Would you please go to this thing?" And Bruce really quickly agrees to it because he wants to question the uh, the, the Wayne Enterprises people uh, about the Arkham deal. Okay, yeah, he does. And so the thought occurred to me, is Bruce not in school? Is it yeah. the summer? Is he being, if he's being homeschooled, if it's the fine. Summer, it's the most dreary summer ever. It really is. Um, yeah, because people are like wearing jackets and stuff. Yeah. Is he being homeschooled? Which, We're not which would be fine. Any of that. But show me something. But then I got to thinking, yeah. What would school teach him? Yeah. Math and joke? Math? Does he really need to know about American history? Because apparently, you know, Arkham's really important. Well, Gotham's history is what he's studying. He's studying. It's not like he's true. doing nothing. He's schooling himself. He's his entire time to this case or whatever. So maybe this falls under Alfred's let him go his own way style of parenting. He's learning something. Yeah. He's not just sitting around playing video games and, and watching Which TV. Which is what I would do if given the opportunity. I know, right? Oh, I would so do that. <laughs> um... Um, but like things like uh, science, yeah, would be because he's Batman. Those yeah. kinds of things. I mean, he had to learn that somewhere. So, but you're right. School, he had to be educated somehow. Is conspicuously absent. It is. I mean, Bruce is not an idiot. Yeah. Um, you know, the Bruce adult, Bruce Wayne, Batman. He knows all about all this sciencey, computery, yeah, whatnot. So you had yeah. to learn. You had to be schooled. Yeah, exactly. And he's. It just the thought hit me that you know, where's school? Yeah, he's pretty young to just be not conspicuous yeah. in school. That's that's a good. They point. just haven't mentioned it. And he is a child, and by law, he needs to be in some kind of school. Yeah. In the United States, that's a thing. Uh, but but then yeah, I was thinking, but what would school? What good would school be for him? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know, I was kind of I was torn between the two. Um. But nothing in the fire. Yeah, nothing in the fire. He doesn't want anything. And that's an fire. order. Okay, Monster Bruce. Wow. Yeah. So, Bruce sees uh, a report of the Viper epidemic. Okay, but wait. Okay. Right before the breaking news, yeah. there's a tiny little clip. He's watching Zorro. Is he? He is. <laughs> He's watching a Zorro movie. He's like, wow, um, a mask would be really cool. Oh, that would be so cool. Uh, well, traditionally... I say that like, you know, comic books have a tradition. Uh, the movie that he and his parents are coming back from seeing when his parents are being mur murdered is The Mask of Zorro. Uh, okay. And with some somewhat consistency, anytime they show that in a movie or it's that a story and incarnation. Play yeah, masks. whatever. Uh, yeah, no, right. Um, but The Mask of Zorro is that. And then there's okay. a tiny little clip of Zorro and Batman, Zorro. There's a lot of connections there. Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out. So, yeah, he sees the breaking news. Yep. He does, um, and uh, then we move on to the GCPD, and they are overrun with crazy strong junkies. And again, they have those cells in the middle of the freaking floor, mm -hmm. but at least, you know, Bullock and Gordon are now up on the balcony. That's true. Uh, but that's just such a bad place. 
Yeah, it just seems really weird and it's, and noisy. It is chaos at the GCP. It is. And um, Nigma comes in and he fills the team in on the drug. He's so excited. He is. He's really super excited. He's about. like a kid in a candy store. And it's really funny because it's just like it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. And he loves riddles, which are kind of like mysteries. Yeah. So yeah, this is right up his wheelhouse. And um, it turns out that the drug activates this unused DNA in the body, and it starts the body starts using calcium as fuel. Okay, sure. I didn't even look that up. I, 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 I don't if care. If that is science, did, somebody let me know. Sure. But I'm pretty sure it's just made up. Yes, yeah, sci- scientists. Yeah, scientists, but good. Um, and so it turns out when their body runs out of calcium, they die. Well, their bones collapse. Yeah, their bones collapse, and then they suffocate. And their lungs collapse. Yeah. And they die. Well, D.E.D. dead. D.E.D. dead. And that's what killed me. Um, why are we taking all these people that are high on this drug that's going to gonna absolutely kill them if they don't get enough calcium? We're taking them to the police station. Then are we just waiting well, we for them just to now, die? Well, we just now found out. Well, that's true. Like, right this, literally, right this moment. But they just now telling us. But they fatality rate at this point. Yeah. And they're just taking them in. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. It was in the script. Yeah. So, um... So, Nigma tells them that um, it would take a state-of-the-art lab to make the stuff, and he's super excited about it. And I wanted to point out that Bullock points out... <laughs> oh, yeah, Bullock's super great plan to deal with this. Well, he points out... No, we'll get to that. Uh, he points out that, you know, if this is how you create a demand, which mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, and I, was, I did not get that from Bullock. I actually thought that yeah. as I was watching it. It was an original thought. But he does point that out, and you're, they're showing us that Bullock's not just a grunt. Yeah, yeah. He does know things. Yeah. Um, Whether he chooses to do anything with that and it's, is one thing. And it's, it's again, I, it's his, the difference in his character just keeps coming at me. Um, this really isn't like him. It was all about lunch, and then uh, ever since the ATM. Again, I don't know if it's just interesting to him. Could be. It could just be like, oh, this is pretty cool. Let's, right, you right. Know, let's investigate this. But the resolution he gives is yeah. not necessarily a bad idea. <laughs> not in Gotham. No. Because uh, he figures, like, just keep everybody that's good. All in, the good people, course, right. And then this will burn through all the junkies, and we'll have no crime. In, there's... There's logic to it. There's, a, there's Bullock logic to this. <laughs> Bullock logic. Bullock logic. <laughs> um, so, yeah... Nigma says that it would take a really nice lab to make this stuff. And I thought this was weird, but I see why they went this way. Jim's question is, what's the best lab in town? <laughs> he didn't say only one lab could produce the thing. He didn't say it took it would take the best lab in town. Just a really nice one. A really, lab. really high-end, high-end one. And, and so well, course, where else are you going to start, though? You start yeah, at the top. It's the best lab in town, and it's Wellzine. Which is subsidiary of Wayne Enterprises. Enterprises. Of course it is. It's And Essen mentions, she's like, listen, it would make no sense for them to do this. Yeah, she's even where she is in the grand scheme of the dirty, on, in the program, yeah. as, as they call it. Yeah. Uh, she's even like, no, Wayne Enterprises would never yeah. do anything like this. But the Waynes are dead. Right. They're not running Wayne Enterprises mm-hmm. anymore. And a Nolanverse thing, but um, in the Nolanverse, Bruce's dad was not doing the day-to-day stuff. Bruce's dad was a doctor. He was not running Wayne yeah, Enterprises. Right. So I don't know how involved Thomas Yeah, because the, the board came up from underneath him. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. They're making it sound like they were really involved That's in everything. True. That's true. 
So just. But when you have whatever. such, I mean, when you have such a vast, for lack of a better term, when you have such a vast empire, yeah, it's hard to keep control of everything. Yeah, that's true. And he, as so. much of a guiding, guiding force as they might have been, now they're completely absent. Right. So, um, so yeah, uh, we move on to Maroney, and he, damn it, he wants this casino taken no matter what. Okay, uh, the guy, the lieutenant, um, mm-hmm. and I missed this in the last episode, uh, his lieutenant's name is Frank Carbone, or Carboni. Yeah, he Frankie. 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 Uh, so I was like, okay, well, let's go look this guy up. He's actually was a character from Goodfellas. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah, whatever. Cool. Um, so this guy's telling him, he's like, yeah, we can take it, but it's going to cost us some guys. And Marty's like, I don't care. Ah. And, uh, Oswald comes up and... <laughs> he, here's what my notes say. <laughs> Snivels his way into the conversation. Yes, he does. And that's exact. that's accurate. Um, and so he offers uh, inside information from this janitor that he knows. Mm-hmm. And Maroney uh, tells him to embrace the penguin name, which I thought was okay, interesting. Okay, yeah. But this is where Maroney's really abusive nature starts to come out. Yeah. Penguin does not like this name. And Maroney knows that, yeah. obviously, he does not like this name. But he pins it on him anyway. Maroney is the guy that will pick and pick and at something yes. long past the point of it being funny. Oh, he's that guy. He's that guy. And yeah. it's he's got it's, no he's got no coup. Mm-hmm. Like as much. I mean, he's in a very nice suit. He he's what I would consider like a mobster stereotype, where you can put him in nice things. He's still gonna be a thug. He's still yeah. He is a thug. He is. A he's not thug. a boss. Yeah. He's a thug and he's a bully. Yeah. And this little detail was really good writing yeah. for this character. Yeah. Whereas I've been, I know I've been complaining about Bullock all this time. So I don't know that the the writer of this episode was it Rebecca. Whatever. Rebecca Perry Cutter. She, it's like she's not writing Bullock. Yeah. Like he has, like he has been previously, but Maroney, she's writing really well. Yeah, it's like you said. If if there was some development to get Bullock where he is right now, that's fine. We just didn't see it. We did not see it at all. So it seems like a bit of a jump. that they're buddies now. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a what? yeah, but I but I agree. Maroney was written really well in this episode, mm-hmm. and um, so Oswald tells him who he is, and he promises to tell him his story, and he's like, I used to work for Fish Mooney. And Maroney proceeds Face to bash, plant. His, yeah. bash his head in the table. Oh, yeah. It's like, my note says, but Penguin gets in by telling him his story. Sort of. <laughs> I don't, he, he expected that to go different. He got this far. <laughs> so we move on, and um, Welzine sends a legal rep to the GCPD um, when apparently they get word that inquiries are being made. Yes, her name is Taylor Reese okay. uh, from Welzine. Her real name, that's uh, Margaret Collin. Okay. She was in uh, Independence Day. Oh. She was the ex-wife. Okay. From I Independence she Day. Familiar. Me too. That's why I was like, I know that it was her voice. Yeah. I was like, I know this voice. Jeff and ex-wife. and well, at the time of this recording, it is July fifth. So of course, okay. Independence Day has aired, and I I've, I've recorded it, yeah. and I have to watch it because Independence. I love that movie. Though. Yeah, it's a great movie. I do. Um, okay. But she also, but she was also in the TV movie. The Return of Sherlock Holmes. Really? Playing Jane Watson. Really? Yes. Okay. I was like, I thought I need to stick that in there. Okay, that's pretty interesting. So, yeah, yeah, We're yeah, Sherlock yeah. We're Sherlock nerds over here. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, she comes in and um, 
they, uh, you know, of course they're not involved, but they'll oh, call no. in any way possible. No, no, um, and so they know like, nothing about this drug. Yeah, no, no, they don't know anything. But about wait, it. wait. And they're like, so do you know anybody with uh, with a mangled ear? And they're like, oh, uh, in the interest of full disclosure. Yeah, so we do. Back pedal, back pedal, yeah, back pedal, back pedal, and she tells them that. Um, Which is so typical. Yeah, I know, so so lawyer esque. Um, that uh, this guy is Stan Patalski. And he is a former biochemist at Wellzine. They said he worked in, uh, like, personal grooming products. Shampoo. They, the word shampoo yeah. kept coming up. And um, he got disgruntled. And mm-hmm. the ear thing happened. Mm-hmm. He was doing... Tried it to cut his own ear off. In front of a supervisor at work when he Apparently. didn't get his way or something. Yeah, I'm going to try that and see how that works. Uh, I'll let so, you know. So they fired him. No. I know, that's no. a shock. We had to let him go. We had to let him go. They don't fire people anymore. It's not PC. Oh, okay. They had to let him go. had to let him go. And um, so they they uh, offer to have their lab inspected. Because... Sure, yeah. You know... That's in their best interest. the point of saying, listen, it would take a really high-end lab to make this. And they're like, well, come look, but with all the proper paperwork. Sure, um, sure. So they're like, yeah, we're going to work on that paperwork. Yeah. Don't. Um... And so... But Bullock doesn't know where to find him. No, no. Bullock knows where to find everybody no. or knows somebody. Knows somebody who knows somebody who so, knows a pimp. Who so, knows. yeah, again, the, yeah. it's... Uh, yeah. I'm just frustrated with it, obviously. At the very least, he should have gone to fish. I know, normal. right? Oh, which is his normal. Go to his girl. Know. And um, so uh, Gordon is uh, at GCPD still, and this goon comes in to It's Frankie. Him. It's Frankie. It is Frankie. And um, he's like, you need to come with me to go see Don Maroney. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if not, we'll kill Oswald and send his head to Falcone so everybody knows that you didn't kill him. He's stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, so he's like, okay, I'll okay, go. Okay, fine. Yeah, and so he goes with the guy. Well, they get into the car, and I don't know why this was a big deal to me, but the interior of that car was really kind of fancy. It was like I paisley. It was so pimpy. It was. I was like, I like, I kind of like that. Yeah, it was. Real, I, I noticed that too. The upholstery was was really interesting. Uh, and so they take him to Maroni, and who's sitting there with a very very beaten up penguin. Oh yeah. And he's like tearing this lobster apart mm, and which I, i'm sure i'm sure in maroni's mind this is like all right this is a nice little power play i'm gonna show i'm gonna show him how i rip food apart with my bare uh-huh. oh, oh yeah sure you know this is all i hope like, so. i hope so yeah i've gotta hope so and so uh maroni wants to know if the story penguin told him is true or not well penguin keeps interrupting him and he keeps saying jim tell the truth and yeah, he, he jumps in. He's obviously trying to give Gordon uh, some hints and pro tips. <laughs> pro tip, mob interrogation. Here's a pro tip. Yeah. Uh, but Maroney, he keeps losing control. Yes. And that's, the, he's, you're, it goes back to he's a thug. He's not a boss. And he tells, um, before uh, Jim can even tell his story, he tells them to take Penguin back to the meat slicer. And if he doesn't like what he hears... What was it? He said it was uh, slicing... Prosciutto. Prosciutto. Yeah. I was like, God, could you be more stereotypical <laughs> Italian mobster? Um, and so Jim tells him about the framing of Mario Pepper and how he was part of the investigation. Right. And um, Maroney's just happy that their story's died. Oh, he's all happy. But now Gordon is in the pocket of both Maroney and Falcone. Yeah. Uh-oh. Secretly. Uh-oh. Yeah. And, uh, cause now Maroney knows that a lot of people 
would like to know that Jim didn't really kill Oswald. Mm-hmm. Oswald's still alive under his employment. Right. And so, yeah, he basically says, if I need you again, I'll call. Well, the thing is, it's a really good play because Falcone is the one who owns the police department. Yeah. And now Maroney's got somebody in the police department. This is really big. Yeah, and it's so funny because for Jim being one of the few honest cops, he's now in the oh pocket of, of both mom families. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> He's like, the fuck? I just wanted to do my job. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, so back at... Uh, now wait. Yeah. In the transition, because yeah. in they, they do a transition shot between scenes from time yes. to time. They do the, scene, the, the cityscape. Yes. Well, in this particular cityscape, I don't know if it's intentional or not, mm-hmm. but there is what looks like uh, a bat... It kind of looks like a bat. It's signal. smoke yeah. up on the top of a building, and it's got this brown background. I don't, you know, it's buildings. Yeah. And um, and it kind of looks like a bat. And I've got a screenshot of it. It's in the show notes that you guys can see it and determine for yourself whether or not it's a nod to the bat or if it just happened to come through that way. I don't know. I kind of find it hard to believe that, that it it's an accident. Happened. Yeah. I think that's so, cool. Yeah. But there is, there is a picture of it in the show notes. Um, go to our website, randomtpodcast.com. And see for yourself. See for yourself. <laughs> Let us know what you think. So um, so we go back to uh, Eliza Doolittle Mob School. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and um, instead of learning how to say hurricanes hardly ever happen, uh, Liza is learning how to I could not. never say that. <laughs> I cannot say those words in that sentence strung Aww. together. Huh. I bet Henry Higgins can make you say it. Maybe. But she's learning. Yeah, she's, and she's basically learning how to not put sex into every damn word she, that comes out of her mouth. Which apparently is hard for her to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can tell by the way she's been made up. Mm-hmm. Very heavy makeup. Well, sex sells. Yeah. And so that's what she's leaned on. Mm-hmm. And Fish is trying to unlearn Right. That well, she's her. teaching her the good moves. Yeah. This is how to really get in yeah. with somebody. Yeah. Notice I didn't say man. No. This is how to get in with someone. So, you know. It's not just sex. That's true. Um, So, we go back to Harvey, and he's really touchy that he couldn't find Jim. And he's wearing glasses. He is. And I put in here, glasses time for Harvey. (laughs) Uh, And they're going through Petalski's stuff. Well, he was worried about him. He was. He didn't know where he was. He's like, are you in trouble? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And then I have an all caps right here. Ship. And um, so they're going through this guy's stuff, and Jim finds a picture of the guy and this professor. Is it Barbara? <laughs> no. Bullock doesn't want to know, but he keeps every few seconds. Yeah. Okay, but. But, but is, it, is it? Did you break up? Can yeah. we date yet? Because <laughs> he does ask him if they've broken up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they decide to go talk to this professor guy. and Well, he, they find the frame. Yeah. It's a friend. Oh, do you think it's a lead? Well, no, I don't know. Is it a lead? Could it be? Hello. He's showing me one thing. Come on, Gordon. It's a TV show. Of course it's a lead. It's a lead, sure. Um, And so this guy says that Petalski, he worked uh, on... He's an old man with a walker. He's an old man with a walker. That's important. He's a philosophy professor. Yes. And he says that this guy uh, worked on pharmaceutical weapons for Welzine, which is not what they told the cop. Welzine was lying? (gasps) No. Man, damn you, corporate America. I work for corporate America. I do too. Okay. Still, damn you. Damn you. If you're if you're producing pharmaceutical weapons and lying about it, damn you. Um, and so now, if you're producing them and you're honest about it, well, apparently that's okay. That's fine. All right. Uh, <laughs> so it turns out that Viper 
was the first version, and then it, this is where we find out the viper venom connection, venom. right? Mm -hmm. um, and and like we mentioned, venom is the drug that Bane uses mm -hmm. to enhance way down the road. Yeah, because that he's a he's a Batman archvillain. Oh yeah, he's we're. I don't think we're going to see Bane. Oh, no. Uh, but I did no. like the fact that they referenced Bane I don't because... I not know that Bane actually had any connection to Gotham until he became Bane. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he did. I don't, I don't know enough about Bane to know. Which, if It's really do, relevant to this episode. Bane can, Bane, can we please not do the bad Nolan mask with the weird voice? <laughs> I'm Bane. <laughs> I have an yeah. alien on my face. Yeah, I feel bad for Tom Hardy, man. He Tried really he hard. tried hard with what he had, That's and true. he was in a big name. He got his name out. He got That's his true. name out there. That's true. And he has done wonderful since then. Yes. So, um, so yeah, and Potolsky felt morally obligated to end the program, and so he goes to the Waynes. Who shut down the operation. He shut, but he went above the board's head. <gasps> and, the mm. and they shut down the operation. Well, this shows us that there was some conspiracy going on within Wayne Enterprises the, the that Waynes didn't know about. Yeah, because the board was fine to keep it going. Yeah. Um, and so when they died, they started the program right back up again. Mm-hmm. And um, now Potolsky has taken things into his own hands. So, my question is, how much of control of the company were they losing? And who the hell is in charge now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because even if, I mean, obviously you still have a board of directors. So Somebody's got to be acting president or CEO. So, or was something. Thomas even on the board of directors? Do we even know that? I, I'm assuming he You was. would assume he would be since he owns Wayne Enterprises. But yeah. when you have a board of directors, do you actually even own it anymore? Yeah, and see, that's the thing. Well, Does he not, just have controlling stock in it? I'm not really sure the, um, because in the Nolan movies... Is it an LLC? Exactly. In the Nolan movies, they make a point of the companies going public. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. it ends up... Bruce cleverly buys uh, all the, you know, all the stake in it to be controlling again. But yeah, it's it becomes a publicly traded company. And so in this iteration, I don't know if it is How much, yeah. owned by the way. Yeah, we don't know. And I wish they would kind of clarify that a little bit. Yeah. Because those of us who have business minds, well, we yeah. like we both stated, we both work in corporate America. Yeah. Um, it helps you understand the concept behind what's going on exactly it it's important like it's, to know yeah they make it sound like it's the board but there has to be a president or a ceo or a CEO or head of the board somebody. chairperson yeah, yeah in charge of Wayne enterprises right now who is it so um, we don't know no we don't okay and um so the professor guy takes viper in front of the guys and he beats the shit out of them Partially with his walker. He does. That was like I said, the walker was important. And, and Bullock seems to be personally offended yeah. by this crime. It's yeah. a, it's again, it's a huge change in his character. Yeah. I like him better as a good guy than as a dirty cop. Yeah. Because I really just like Bullock. Yeah. He's my baby. Um, but it's just a huge change but he really seems personally offended. Yeah, he does. By what's going on. He does. Um, and so this guy, uh, he, uh, Jim shoots him to save Harvey. Well, he starts to shoot him in the leg. Yeah. And then he ends up having to shoot him in the back to save to take Harvey. And so I was like, okay, this is good because Harvey's now shot people to save you, so mm -hmm. this is good. This well, is and good Gordon, yeah, Gordon does another one of his little connection thingies, but it's much smoother this time. Yeah. And my, one of my favorite parts, though. I know what you're going to say. What's altruism? <laughs> well, Gordon, like, rattles off all these questions about, uh, you know, what's going on and everything. And then 
people like just what's altruism yeah and he's like it's charity but then that question gives gordon that yeah oh that moment, moment um up to to where they were going so yeah so he, he knows where the guy is targeting right and um we go but, there so bullock asked the important question he did he did i'm so proud of him so proud of him oh, baby um and so we go to this luncheon that that bruce is scheduled to go to and he's there with alfred right but i wanted to uh, i wanted to point out here where uh in previous episodes where gordon has made a connection and it's from like so long ago and it was such this quick little thing that you, how on earth could you have made that kind of a connection how yeah. are we a viewer supposed to make this kind of connection but this connection you got it because um, the whole conversation between Bruce and Alfred yeah. about going to the luncheon. Yeah. So when uh, so when Gordon says, "Oh, it's charity," yeah. you make the same. You're like, "Oh," yeah. and you get it, and it's just a much smoother uh, jump. And I liked yeah. it. It's not completely out of the blue, right? Which is nice. So, but how did Jim know about the luncheon? Did Mom call Dad? Yeah. To let him know that he was taking Bruce out for the yeah, day? just to let him know, like, hey, honey, just want to let you know. Taking the kid out. Uh, just, you know. <laughs> He's going out for the day. I oh just wanted gosh. you to know. He's just really excited. Um, and so they're at this luncheon, and Petalski is there, too. He's lunch is very important. Lunch is very we important. We have learned nothing else in this episode. That's it's right. that lunch is very important. Right. Okay. And uh, so Petalski's there in the kitchen, and he wheels this ominous-looking container up to the roof. And he starts messing with the air conditioner system. Well, they show him walking in with these centerpieces with these flowers. And so the first time I saw it, I thought that he had planted uh, little devices in the, the displays. The flowers, That's yeah. where I thought it was going. That would have probably been smarter. And, but then they didn't. But I thought that was... could have gotten away with it. But I thought that was a great playoff. Yeah. That you thought, oh, he's going to do this. <gasps> no, yeah. he's not. Oh, wait. Um, and so... Uh, Bruce is at this luncheon, and he's talking to one of Thomas's colleagues. Well, before he gets there, okay, <clears throat> I just thought this was really cute. Um, Alfred is explaining to Bruce who is who. Yeah. Like a family reunion. Yeah, like, okay, that's your cousin's aunt's twice-removed, you know, boyfriend. And, Dog's yeah. former owners. Yeah, yeah, I just thought that was yeah. really interesting. Um, and so he goes to talk to this woman, and um, bless his sweet little direct heart, He's like, yep, I found irregularities in the Arkham Project, and I want yeah, to Yeah, subtle, subtlety is not his forte. No, no, not at all. No. Uh, and he wants to talk to the board, and he's kind of disappointed they're not there. That's very interesting that the board members are not at this charity luncheon. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. None of them. None. Like, She's surely like, there should be a rest. They don't do these things. Yeah, that was odd. That's pretty much all the board does. Well, we already know anything. that this place is going to be under attack any minute now. Yeah. So, uh, Petalski um, overrides the uh, party's monitors to project his message. I kind of got the impression that he had taken over broadcasting citywide. Oh, I Though they didn't show it, but I kind of... This, this is a public that? service announcement. Okay. It could, so, like, it could have very well maybe been. he was talking to more than just that room. Yeah. Um, and he, he uh, blames Wayne Enterprises for Viper. Mm-hmm. And um, Jim is heading up to the roof to deal with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he starts piping Viper into the luncheon. And, of course, Jim confronts him on the roof just Right. In time. And Alfred sees it and, like, kidnaps Bruce out of the room. Yes. I was like, really? Yes. Was that necessary? Yes, it was necessary. That's Master Bruce. 
That's true. That's that's, that's true. Yeah, that's this is Bruce. he's got to protect him. That's yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. But so, it seemed still seemed a little abrupt. To yeah. Me. <laughs> and uh, Jim blows the Viper container. He shoots it, and Potalski right gets, up into the air. Yeah, and Potalski gets a huge dose of it. And yet Mistake. we see no we see no transformation. No, where we've seen in the rest of the episode, we yeah. would see a little bit of and a transformation. Yeah. And you would think with the amount that he had inhaled. Yes, yes. I was expecting like a super Hulk out kind of moment. Or it could be that he has used smaller dosage, yeah. dosages. Yeah. And maybe he has some kind of like a small immunity too. I, I don't know. know. But it didn't really affect him. But he has a little rant. Mm-hmm. And he tells them to go look at Warehouse 39. And then he jumps off the building. He's leaving now. Yeah, he's leaving now. And then well they never actually showed his body no was, they didn't i was like could he not with his super strength could he not have survived yeah no, apparently not because they never yeah they, they don't mention anything about that no. um and so jim goes jim and harvey go to the warehouse now i got the impression at first that gordon went there by himself and bullock just showed up mm-hmm. but i don't because they came in at two different times because at first, I was just, I thought Jim I thought was, it was there. Just Jim. Yeah, I did too. And then suddenly Bullock was there. So was yeah. Bullock following him or was he there with him? I don't know. It would have been weird for them to leave the crime scene. But we don't know. But, but we, we don't know that this was right after the crime scene. That's true. This could be days later. Uh, was, she, uh, was somebody wearing the same outfit? Was she? I don't know. Okay. I didn't pay enough attention. Me either. Okay. That'll, that'll be. Maybe it was a couple hours later. Yeah. So, um... Because you don't wrap up a crime scene. I don't know. This is Gotham. That's true. Well, that's true. Um, and so, it, the lab is cleaned out. And Bullock is not surprised. No. It's Gotham. And, uh, we pan out, and the Wayne executive that Bruce talked to at the luncheon... Mathis. Her yeah, name Mathis, is Mathis. She is outside of the warehouse, mm-hmm. in a car, talking on a phone. So, she is in a... Originally, you got the impression that she was not. Yeah. But now you see she definitely is. So... At least she knew what was going on with the secret lab. And so my big question is, was this where the Viper was really produced? Or was this a decoy just to get them off the scent of Wellzine? Well, the way she's talking, it gives me the impression that it, at one point something was there. Yeah. But there was nothing there for them to find. So she says, well, let's just lay low. Yeah. There was nothing here for them to find anyway. Like maybe it was already cleared out. Yeah, because if Wellzine knew about it, they and would have he, cleared it out. Yeah, and he was using it to produce what he was going to use it. Yeah, because this then. is over... I'm, I got the impression this is over several days. This wasn't just a one-day thing. Well, it's only like two days. Cause was we, it? We uh, no, time. See, we come in time. and see Bruce, and Alfred asked him to go to That's luncheon true. tomorrow. And so the luncheon is the next day. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like two days. Yeah, okay. So, um, and this next bit, I was really happy... Um, we go to and Wayne sad Manor. at the same time. I know. We go to Wayne Manor, and Alfred sits down, and he pulls up a file, and he starts looking through it with Bruce, like he's. Gonna I wanted to hug him. There was no asking. No. He just sat down with a couple of files. Where, if they were files Alfred already had, or if he just grabbed a couple off of a pile, yeah. sitting around, and they don't even say anything. They just look up at each other. Bruce gets this huge grin on his face, yeah. like the first time we see him actually happy. Yeah. And they just go on with it. Um, but I want to know how much Alfred already knew. Yeah. And now that this is there was an attempt on Bruce's life, he cannot ignore 
Well, he can't. Like, he can't deny. He can't ignore what's going on, and that it's going on. It's going to affect Bruce directly. And you know, you go back to last episode when Alfred knew an awful lot about Arkham. Boy, he did. I mean, he was like a walking encyclopedia for what was going Man on. Man is a lot more than just a butler. Um, and so now he's helping Master Bruce with his investigation. But mm-hmm. I think it's more like you're going to keep doing this, and you're going to probably get yourself in trouble, so I'm going to step in and help. And you are actually in danger, so yeah. now I'm going to yeah. help but you. Yeah, but it was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we move on, and Penguin and Maroney are waiting outside of Falcone's casino. <laughs> this was actually a really good scene. <laughs> and, um, and they're kind of talking, and it's basically like, if anybody dies, you die too. Mm. And um, But it turns out the heist was successful. Yes. And Maroney's super happy. Yay! So is Oswald. Yeah. And so Maroney has basically two emotions. Happy and angry. Which is pretty much the same two that and Jim, uh, has. Jim has. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, Good to know. So we move on and uh, Fish is in bed with Nico. The Russian. They're having sexy times. Mm-hmm. And Which she- makes their argument, their show. It was all staged. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was... Now that when you go back and you're like, oh man, yeah, that was yeah. seriously. So she could swoop in and be like, no, no, I'm with Don Falcone. Mm-hmm. But she says that she's backing Nico's takeover. She is using him so. Oh yeah. Badly. Oh yeah. And so I that he'll take the fall. Exactly. And then she'll swoop in and clean up. Because he was the one that was disagreeing. Yep. She was. I mean, if if you take this guy out and Falcone doesn't know that he was making a play, mm-hmm. Fish looks like an angel. Oh sure. So, yeah, this is Up front. very smart. Yeah. And um, Nico wants to strike uh, Falcone soon, which she knows, as of a couple episodes, she knows she doesn't have the muscle to Well, do she's got to get Liza in place. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's our last scene, um, is Falcone is sitting on these steps feeding pigeons, and this newly made over Liza walks by. Her hair's different. Her hair's different. She's in completely different clothes. Mm, she's in that white she's lacy in, dress with the little jacket virginal. over it. But she's wearing a white dress and black shoes. Mm. Mm. I don't have a problem with that. Mm, I guess she would avoid scuff on the shoes, yeah. but it just kind of stuck out to me. And um, I couldn't do it. And she is. Uh, she's got the the little cross. On her neck. Yeah. She mm-hmm. looks very virginal. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, and she is uh, listening to this aria and humming it. Yes. It's his favorite. It's his favorite. <gasps> he approaches her. And it's her favorite, too. And he is babbling like a freaking idiot. Yes, and he's like, oh, my mom used to sing this to me. And, oh, my gosh. And did you notice he was like, you look, I mean, and then he stops himself. Oh, yeah. You look like my mom. Oh, yeah. And you're singing the song my mom mm-hmm. sang. So now we see where Fish was going. Oh, yeah. With the whole specific. training. Yes. And so they uh, they start to listen together, and it's really creepy. Okay. My question is, what woman in her right mind sits down on city steps Thank you. in a white dress? Near pigeons. And you know pigeons are just eating and shitting machines. That's all they do. Um, what are you doing? I know. And so um, so we finally know what, what Fish's real game is. And I thought it was interesting. Um, she has headphones, and they go into her purse, but we never see what she's using to play. It could be a Walkman for all the Probably. Probably. Because it was on a tape earlier. It was probably yeah. the same tape. So it, they're, they're not over. I would assume. Like, it's a Walkman or a Discman or, or a, a more modern MP3 player. Right. Um, so those look like some pretty modern headphones, they though. They did. They, they were, were like ear- earbuds, mm-hmm. yeah. But it had the little buffer 
yeah. cushion thing yeah. on the end like you see on today's yeah. headphones. Like the headphones you would have seen back in Walkman times would yeah. be the, the disc, the big, the big, the big round yeah. thing. And you, they, you could have two of them that would hook over the ears, mm-hmm. but they would be that big flat. Yeah, they were not, there were no buds going on back then. So Mm-mm. it's more of that timeless, if you don't think about it too hard, but the second you look at it, you're well, like, they, this they, doesn't make any sense. Well, because they brought it up that they were trying to make it timeless, now you're looking for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I probably wouldn't have noticed it if they would have made such a big deal about it in that featurette before, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. before the season. But, you know, yeah. But I, th- I thought this was a really good episode. I enjoyed this episode so much better than I did... Uh, the first three, mm-hmm. um, I think it's on par with Arkham. Yeah. It's like a continu- it felt a continuation of the story. And, and I We do, still had like the monster of the week yeah, thing going on. Like, like a vigilante kind of thing, but there was other stuff behind it. Right. And, and I, it, the, that story, that little monster of the week story, mm-hmm. uh, pushed the main plot it forward. It was, it was tied in. It did. And I like the fact that um, Bruce is not great at this. Not yet. He's not. He's I mean, just a kid. If he would have just walked in there, an eleven-year-old, and been really savvy with dealing with these adult oh executives, yeah, it would have felt really horrible. Right. So I mean, the fact that he's just like really direct with this woman, and he's like, I found irregularities, and I want to talk to the board, and so that. Well, yeah. Uh huh. As natural as I think it can feel for a preteen yeah. kid. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a, a very smart kid, but he's not in a very well-dressed suit. Yet. Yeah. Yeah, and she goes on uh, because she, he is outright accusing, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh well, normally the board prefers to go through the channels with arbitraries." And she's Ar- arbiters. Yeah, arbiters. She's starting to throw in legal yeah jargon at him. Yeah, and she's side throwing him mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. So. Which you know, even if she, even if she wasn't involved, which she clearly is, because we found that out. Right. Even if she wasn't involved, there's this kid poking around thinking he he has found an irregularity with this business deal Mm -hmm. he's 11 but he's also bruce wayne yeah who probably has controlling interest i have to humor him yes because you know she's like i'll see what i can do about making the board thing happen because he he wants to meet with the board Mm -hmm. because they've made him billions and billions and billions boy though she kept going on with those those billions yeah so we learned that wayne the the Wayne family yeah. is super super rich. They're not just rich; they're super super rich. They're I think ultra, they own Gotham. I'm not ultra, sure. Extra rich. Yeah, they own all of Gotham. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, I thought this was a good episode. Um, the inconsistencies with Bullock's character was so glaring, I could not ignore them. Yeah, and I, it didn't. It bother was my me only as problem much. with the episode, yeah, though. It, it didn't bother me as much as it no. did bother you. But now that you mention it, though, I start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll be interested to see the next time there's a case. That is typically Bullock going, don't fuck this up, Jim. Right. Where don't is he going? Yeah. Which is side? He's going to go back to his normal. Right. Or is he so in love with Jim Gordon? Because I don't know where else that's going to go. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, think about it, though. He's so enamored with or yeah. whatever with Jim yeah. Gordon. I'm going to call it in love with because that's what I want. But you know where I'm going. <laughs> um, you know, is that relationship pulling him back to But It was so yeah. fast. Yeah. I would rather have seen a, some lawfully. Yeah. Well, now they've, they've each killed somebody for the other. 
Well, naturally, so that would already. okay, fine, but it's that didn't become the turning point. Yeah, that's true. That's, he was like that this whole episode, right? From yeah. the first time we see the two of them together, he's giving him the hand, buying him the. He's paying for it too. I don't know if you noticed that he I, bought of the hamburger. You noticed that. Of course you did. It was a date. <laughs> Jen's just dating everybody. That's why he was mad though that he wanted to follow the alarm because he's like, dude, lunch. This is. Lunch, see, lunch was important. Yep, yep, lunch is very mm-hmm, important. Mm-hmm, Bullock taught mm-hmm. us that. Yep, yep, yep. And so. also simultaneously don't go to lunch ends because then you'll get Right, back. exactly, because that's a problem. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, I thought it was a really great episode. I thought that the, the, the crime flowed mm-hmm. really well from beginning to end. The connections that Gordon made the were logical. The feel like it was the second or third or fourth most important thing no uh-uh which is what it felt like especially in balloon man it was like oh yeah there's this other stuff going on oh yeah there's this crap over here and we're gonna knee jerk you around to it so yeah yeah, it was a much it was it's much smoother yeah they're they're hitting their stride now let's see if they can maintain it though exactly so uh so guys let us know what you think about this episode or where you think gotham is going or if you if you think it's getting better if you think it's getting worse or any of that we're we're interested in hearing it um we can you can get us uh, on email at um, randomtpodcast at gmail.com. You can message us on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Why do I always get the one with the mouthful? I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Uh, or you can tweet at us at randomtcasts. Uh, and if you follow us on Twitter, you will find out when we release all of our episodes. Yes, because we are doing, right now we're doing, in addition to Gotham, that of course you know about because you're listening to it. I hope so. Um, we're doing a Sleepy Hollow, and we are doing a Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yep. And we're also doing random movies, which is just like it sounds. It's a bunch of random movies that we've decided to podcast that about. That we just like them. Um, and in the fall, we're picking up uh, season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And um, we'll also be doing Agent Carter season one before we start up Agent Carter season two um, in January of 2016. Yes, we are. So and lots coming. Yeah, and if you have any ideas on any movies that we should watch and talk about, just send us an email and we'll let us know. Sure, yeah. Anything else? No, but they should visit our website at randomtpodcast.com where it they really can. They should. It's a nice website. They should. It's uh, check out all of the different uh, shows that we're doing. You can go back and you can listen to everything. Yep. Cause yeah, if you, if you want to listen directly in your browser, you can you can listen on our site. Yep. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, Pocket Casts, and Stitcher. That we know about. Yep. Okay. That we know of. <laughs> Who the hell knows where this feed is? We don't even know. <laughs> where so, are you listening to us from? We want to know. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the ones we don't know about. Tell us. Yes. Um, so we can obsessively check it. <laughs> time and time again. And if you would like for us to frantically text each other about it, then send us an email. Yeah, because that is a thing that will happen. Absolutely. Guaranteed. You will guarantee that one of us will text the other one screaming. Within seconds. Yes. It will happen. Yep. So. All right. Uh, Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs>